I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of LiveWire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, and then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey there, welcome to the Best News Podcast from LiveWire, brought to you by Alaska Airlines. This is the show where we talk about what is actually good in the news. I'm Luke Burbank, right over there is my friend, Elena Passarello. Elena, welcome to week 22 of the Best News Podcast. 22 in 2022. I feel like this, I don't know if this podcast is working for the listeners, but I feel like it's working for me. Huh. On Sunday, our intern... Uh, Jonas sends out this list of good news stories for us to peruse. Sometimes we've got our own that we bring to the table. Sometimes we rely on the list. And I swear, by the time I'm done reading through it, I do feel slightly better about the world. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice way to end the week with just like yeah. a list of links to stories that Things are- Things that are not sad in right. the world, they're right? They're constructive. They're funny. They give you a little bit of hope sometimes. They remind you that people can be super amazing mm -hmm. and animals. <laughs> and they also remind you that people can email into our show because ah. they've been doing it. They've been using the email, best news at livewireradio.org. People like Mace here in Portland. Now, remember, Elena, on the show recently, I was talking about that thing called the uh, Xerxes Society, yes. which is near Pizza Schmizza. <laughs> that's right. It's behind a pizza place here in Portland, it's right by my apartment. And they advocate for bees and, and butterflies and other invertebrates. And they we were talking about them on the show because they were part of this very successful lawsuit to have bees in California categorized as fish, or at least protected under the law in California that protects things right. like fish. Um, and so, I mean, I was talking about this place, and Mace was very excited because this is where Mace actually works. First, May says, I'm a regular Portland-based listener to the Best News Show, going all the way back to show one. Whoa. So, gosh, it just seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 21 like weeks ago March. whenever we started. <laughs> I work for the Xerxes Society and lead our agricultural pollinator conservation work. <sighs> In the pre-COVID days, I would regularly commute from my house. I would park my bike next to Pizza Schmitza, and I would walk through that mysterious door behind the pizza shop and climb the stairs to my office where I would spend my days helping my team help thousands of people create thousands of acres of pollinator habitat all across the U.S. Nice. Our work has led to over one and a half million acres of bee, monarch butterfly, and pollinator habitat across the country 
not too shabby for a small 50-year-old conservation outfit above a pizza shop. <laughs> so cool. Way to go, Mace and their team. That is awesome. <laughs> Best wishes to you both, and thanks for bringing me good news each week. Thanks, Mace. Do you remember, Elena, what something called the Pajagal was? Yeah, that was my Xerxes. It was like, there's like a shopping center in Corvallis that has an office devoted to something called Pajagal, and somebody wrote in about it. Ken, who is an OSU grad. Okay, so this is apropos to uh, the town where you are recording from. Elena, I took the perilous task to determine what Pajagal was. <laughs> Ken is out there just doing some shoe leather investigating on behalf of the Best News Podcast. Bless his heart. Yeah, it said, um, it is a company that makes board games. Oh. They describe their game as follows. It's a curiously addictive new game, brain teaser and puzzle all rolled into one. It's the brain-tingling union of a perplexing puzzle and an electrifying game. The twist is it's a puzzle where the players assemble the pajagal as fast as they can. <gasps> I thought it was like a singing telegram that came in your pajamas. Like, oh, <laughs> I, I gave Luke a pajagal for his birthday. There's no Or pa- like a Donovan song, right? Pajagal. <laughs> He has a song called Barabba Jaggle, That's which right. <laughs> what if somebody what if the pajama telegram company showed up and sang Barabba Jaggle? So it yeah. was like a Or Hurdy Gurdy Man. It's a game, right? It's a game company um, down there in Corvallis uh, that Ken was doing some... Re- now, Ken said, you should stop by their office. I'd love to hear more about their game. Ken, you already know where it is. I would just say, don't delay joy. You should also, stop in there. No pizza there. So as far uh-huh. as I know. So, I mean, the, yeah. the incentive is diminished. Yeah, whereas I'm at the Xerxes Society day and night. Schmitza, yeah. Just for the proximity to the Schmitza. <laughs> All right. What's going on out there in the wider world, Elena? What are you seeing that's good? All right. I have a one-sentence one, and then I have my real one. My one-sentence one is... It's such incredible news that all of the children of the world today are getting into Kate Bush. Like, I am so so glad you brought this up. This is totally not on the script. Nope. (laughs) But I have been having the same thought. Like, I guess something happens in the new Stranger Things. Running Up That Hill is playing. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing song. It's Big Boy from Outcast's favorite song. Bet you didn't know that. And I didn't. I just, I hope that the the children of the world just keep listening. They get into the red shoes. They get into the dreaming. They go a little cloud busting. They go a yeah. little Wuthering Heights. They watch her Christmas special from mm-hmm. 1979, which if you haven't, uh, it is... It's it, it's it's a you don't have to watch it during Christmas and you probably shouldn't. So <laughs> <laughs> I I love that you noticed this because okay so I look at a lot of TikTok which is totally normal for a forty six year old person yeah. who you know works in public radio but like everyone is using running up that hill as the soundtrack to TikTok stuff because of the its appearance in Stranger Things. It charted, you know? That, that song, oh, I don't think, made amazing. it into the top 30 in 1985. And now she has her first U.S. top 10 hit because the stars aligned. I mean, it's such a great song, too. It really is. It, it, it holds up, beyond holds up. It's like I saw this meme, you know how Marty McFly at the end of uh, Back to the Future plays Chuck Berry? And then the whole dance is like, what? And he's like, I know this this isn't going to work for you, but your kids are going to love it. I saw a meme <laughs> where they took those two, that line, and they put Kate Bush's head on Marty McFly's body. That's so genius. <laughs> 
That is so genius. Okay, well, now you've used up most of the time allotted for the best news, but I think that honestly takes the cake. So yeah. good luck following that up. What is your actual best news topic? Well, how about a dachshund who was running up that hill? <laughs> okay, I'm in. So a little dachshund named Blue escapes okay. in Albany, New York from its owner, Chelsea Blackwell. Chelsea's running up that hill, running up that road, looking for that dachshund, and then can't find it, and then sees a bunch of police cars and what looks like a news crew by the Greyhound station. And she's like, oh, I don't know if Blue would be a reason why this was happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she pulls over, and it turns out it's not a news crew, it's a movie crew. There's a movie crew filming something there, and she's like, I don't know, did you guys happen to see a little dachshund named Blue? And they were like, hold on a second. Somebody makes a call. Somebody makes a call. A car drives up that road, drives up that hill, and then (laughs) she looks in the passenger side, and there is Blue sitting on the lap of Hillary Swank. What? (laughs) Million dollar baby herself? That's right. The Oscar-winning actress and known dog rescuer and uh-huh. a puppy pup enthusiast. She actually has a, a nonprofit organization that paired foster dogs with kids at this really cool uh, summer camp for underserved kids. So she got her little doggy back blue and uh, she got to meet Hillary Swank and get a picture wow. in the process. So all's well that ends well. That's incredible. I wonder, was it like, was Hillary Swank in the middle of like a dramatic scene and then, like, the dachshund just wanders onto the set, and then she's like, cut! And then she, like, yeah. picks up the dog. Or did someone on the crew find the dog and go, you know who would love to take care of this dog? Swank. She's big with the animal rescue. I wonder how that dog ended up on the lap of one Hillary Swank. Well, if I only could, I'd make a deal with God and learn the ins and outs of that story. Oh, my God. Is that another Kate Bush reference? Yeah. It's the- <laughs> we've now gone, we've, we've gone further than I can journey with you on the Kate Bush lyrics. But what's that from? It's from Running Up That Hill. If oh, I that's only just- could, I make a deal with God, and I get him to swap the places. Okay. Next time we have Livewire Karaoke Night, which I know it's been like six years yeah. since the first and only Livewire Karaoke Night, you have to do that song. Oh, yeah. That was a really good Kate Bush. You want to hear about the deal-making? I practice a lot. I also want to hear your Bjork at some <laughs> point, because that's also... It's similar. <laughs> hey, speaking of... Uh, this is a, <laughs> a stretch for a transition, but speaking of things going on over in um, Scandinavian countries, Iceland doesn't really count as Scandinavian. They were colonized by one. Does that count? I was trying to make the jump from <laughs> Bjork to Sweden, okay? Just, you know, go with me here. Yeah. The best news that I saw this week is in... Malmo, Sweden, mm-hmm. where they're trying to get people to be a little better about throwing their garbage in the garbage cans in public. And so they came up with an idea, which was to create an audio message that would play when you throw garbage into these garbage cans. And I actually have <laughs> tape of this, Elena. It's basically like sexy, it's like a sexy garbage can. It. <laughs> It's got a recorded voice. It's a Halloween voice. costume waiting to happen. <laughs> it's got it definitely in Malmo, Sweden. Uh, pedestrians that drop trash into one of these two bins uh, in this particular neighborhood by this bridge are rewarded with what uh, the what CNN calls extremely positive feedback from a sultry female voice who offers a range of responses. So, of course, somebody went out to this garbage can and just videotaped it on their phone. So this is like real tape. Oh, no. I'm not kidding. Of this sexy garbage can. Do we need to do a not safe for work? 
<laughs> you know, I think it's 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 it just falls in the category of I guess you would say entendre. Mm. It's nothing actually dirty, but okay. it's it's you know it's it's sort of things that we associate innuendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's innuendo exactly. Okay. However, you say that in Swedish, and I should know. I took Swedish in college, but I did not pay attention because on day one, the professor said, "Just so you know, everyone in Sweden speaks English." <laughs> Which really undercut my motivation to master Swedish. But anyway, this person is just putting garbage in and then like letting the recording up and then putting more garbage in. So you're just going to hear like a little kind of uh, sort of series of these responses. Oh, Oh, thank you, she says. Oh, precis där, ja. So for folks that don't speak <laughs> Swedish, it's saying uh, the garbage can says, uh, "Oh, right there, yes. Come back soon and do that again. Mm. Mm, a bit more to the left next time." What? <laughs> that would uh, honestly, I would be more hesitant to throw stuff away if it was going to make that noise near me in public. You know, I hadn't thought of it that way. I mean, I put this up as my best news, but you're kind of right. Like in the um, uh, SeaTac Airport, I think it is. They have an art installation that I think is a cool idea. But when you go up to this water fountain and try to use it, the water fountain works. It's functional, but it broadcasts on speakers the sound of water rushing mm-hmm. really loudly through the area. Mm-hmm. And so anyone who's walking through there, like, again, it's kind of an interesting trick, but it stops you. Like, if you're just like going to your flight and someone's trying to get a drink of water, and you hear this like rushing river sound. You stop and you go, huh? Yeah. And I noted this because I never use that water fountain because I'm not trying to be part of that art in that moment. I, I think I would just want less erotic praise. Like, good <laughs> job, guy. You know, just like a nice like, like, hey, you did it. You know, kind of more of a plucky PG. Uh-huh. Um, but hey, man, uh, I don't want to yuck anybody's yums. Uh, these sentences are part of a campaign intended to get more people to talk about the dirtiest thing there is, littering. That's according to the person quoted in the local newspaper there in Sweden. So uh, I guess whatever is working over there is yeah. uh, getting people to throw. And it, by the way, I watched, I told you, I watched this video. This garbage can is clearly heavily used. I'm, mm. I'm saying like, it's like, it is, you can just tell by the sort of just like the scuff marks and things that like people are, utilizing this garbage can. So I don't know if it's because of the sexy recordings or mm-hmm. uh, because of whatever it is, but something's working. It looked spotless over there. What I could see in the video, there was no trash anywhere. Hey, man, whatever rolls your meatball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to figure out how to make a lingonberry joke. Is that also a <laughs> Swedish kind of food? So some kind know. of ABBA reference? <laughs> Listen, if you're in Sweden right now and you want to email us and uh, give us the what what on actual Swedish culture, we welcome those emails at Best News. At LiveWireRadio.org. We, <laughs> we do. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. Before we get out of here, though, a preview of the radio program coming up and the podcast uh, this week. We're celebrating Father's Day, sharing some incredible conversations that we had with guests regarding their dads. We're going to talk to Kirsten Johnson. She's a filmmaker who made this documentary, Dick Johnson is Dead, about uh, her father and his journey with dementia. It's a really, really fascinating film. Chris Garcia is going to swing by. He's a comedian. Talk about his uh, uh, kind of complicated relationship with his Cuban father and also this podcast that he uh, 
is put together about it called Scattered. Uh, then Jeff Tweedy from Wilco will show up mm-hmm. and um, play us a song. Do you know, if you can see behind me, Elena, mm-hmm. I've got uh, a sound file that's on the wall. That is the, the wave file of the interview with Jeff Tweedy. Not to... That was a gift, right? Somebody yes. knows you well enough to know that yes. that is like the ultimate thing that you'd exactly. like to hang is the, the vocal evidence of you speaking with Jeff yes. Tweedy. That's so cool. That person was not wrong. And, uh, <laughs> and I'll just tell you that um, it's the only interview you'll hear on Livewire that is also represented as a wave file on my wall here <laughs> in my little sound studio. So don't miss that. Uh, that's uh, coming out on Friday in the podcast feed and then on a public radio station somewhere near you this weekend. This All right. Thank you so much to our team who makes this show possible each week. Of course, Laura Haddon, our executive producer, our producer and editor is Melanie Sevchenko, and our assistant editor is Trey Hester. Special thanks to our intern, Jonas Myers. Woo-hoo. Also, Molly Pettit is our technical director and mixer. Our theme music is composed by A. Walker Spring. And, of course, thanks to all of you, our listeners. We will see you very soon. In the meantime, head on out there and have the absolute best week. Wouldn't it be amazing to have a piping hot episode of Livewire delivered right to your heart and ears each week? Well, guess what? That can happen when you subscribe to the Livewire podcast feed and you'll get the joy of surprising conversation every week. So go ahead and do it. It's super easy. You click on the button at the top of your podcast app and bam, you are Livewire subscribed. And if you're still, you know, feeling the love, if you're enjoying the show, hey, maybe you could hook us up and uh, leave us a quick review. That'll help more people find out about Livewire. And thank you.